This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we do a podcast. That's what we do. We start one today. Al, how is you? Oh, hi, Jerry. So you know, uh, last week I probably told you I was uh, going to try to start doing some cardio work. You did. You I did felt... it like uh, four or five days in a row. Yeah, because I, I felt like my uh, my I get out of breath just going up a flight of stairs sure. and that sort of thing. So I've been uh, running on the treadmill. Right. Nothing crazy. Twenty five minutes every day. I'll build up to uh, you know forty five minutes eventually. You're going to build up to be a marathon runner. I probably can, run I can a marathon. See uh, but I was, you know, feeling good about myself, feeling good about my body and Uh-oh. that sort of thing. That means something's coming that didn't make you feel so good about yourself. Yeah. So this morning when I got nude before I went into the shower, I said, I'm going to step on this uh, scale, feeling good about myself, up two pounds. <laughs> so I Googled. And you haven't been changing the way you eat or anything, right? No. So I I, I Googled, uh, started running, gained weight. So Many of the articles start off by saying, listen, when people start an exercise program or something they new, eat they eat more because, uh, one, you're hungrier because you're exerting more energy. No question. Uh, number two, uh, because you're running or exercising, you feel like you can uh, indulge more. Right. And number three, because you're running or exercising, you feel like the rest of the time I could sit on the couch. I just ran. I ran. Yeah, before. number two, I don't necessarily understand or Which agree one? with the one about you feel like you can indulge. Yeah, because you exercise. Like for me, when I exercise, I go the other way. Like I'm not going to ruin this yes. by eating this crap. Right. One in three, I get. Mm-hmm. Two, I don't understand. And I agree. So I would say I've eaten less since I started running. Right. Because I'm not eating a half a bag of chips in the middle of the day. Hmm. Uh, so then in continuing my Google of this, it did say that when you first start running, uh, that your muscles are, are not used to being used. You know, uh, So they get heavier? They Well, because of the tiny tears in the muscles, yeah. that uh, there's uh, your body sends more water to it. Right. Uh, and that you'll see an initial weight gain, but then it should drop back off. I'm sure it will. I was getting very nervous. Well, how many calories a day do you eat? I don't know. Oh, you don't? I thought you, you know, actually kept uh, track. Hmm. I don't know. I think I think what I, you know when I did keep track, I think I was like at eighteen hundred calories. Okay. Well, you start running, you will. I mean, I know you already only weigh one ten. Uh, you will lose weight though for sure. 
But you know what's weird with the any exercise uh, that counts that tells you how many calories you're burning? I yeah. know it's all um, it's a guesstimate. It's a guesstimate. You like I, I ran for 25 minutes. It's like oh, you burned 163 calories. Yeah. I'm like that's it. And then here's a pop tart, 260. Right. Yeah, I know. But but that but that's also why what, what, what? there are certain exercises that to me aren't worth your time. Okay, such as like you get addicted to running. Good for you. It does does nothing for me. But if you do a rowing machine, yeah, or if you get in the pool, or if you do the MMA training, you go from burning 150 calories in an hour to 600 calories. Now you're exerting more energy. You're working harder, and you understand it. But it's the same hour, right? That you only have set aside to get your work in. Well, it's like like they were saying too. It's like let's say these people that run slow but run for 30 minutes versus running fast for 30 minutes. Sure. So in those 30 minutes, like you're saying, if you're you're setting aside a certain amount of time maximize in your day, it. maximize it. No doubt. That's why the whole, you know, HIT program works so well. What is just, HIT? The high intensity interval training where you basically work your ass off for three minutes. You get a 45 second rest and then you are working your ass off again for three minutes. You do 35 minutes of that. That beats the hell out of a lot of other exercises because you're going at 100%. Right. At least you're supposed to be going. And they're also very difficult exercises using more muscles. And it just makes sense to me. Because I don't want to be. And you did it. You were part of it with the insanity thing. I don't want to be one of these fat runners that I see, Jerry. These people that. You never will be because you don't eat like that. These people that run a marathon, 26 miles, and they're. Heavy. No, you'll not. You never will be because you you eat properly. But that means their heart is still strong, right? Sure, absolutely. They're running a marathon. Yeah, their heart. I would say so. I would. I would certainly think so. I mean, if not, I'm not sure what they are. But yeah, right. I would think so. Uh, late in the show, in the actual program today, and then I decided to run a poll on the Boomer and Geo. You love running polls. I do on the Twitter page. Uh, it was it was asked which is more painful, getting hit in the balls. Getting the wind completely knocked out of you. Right. Or having a really intense brain freeze. Sure. Well, the getting hit in the balls is is winning by far. It's like 85%. Yeah, I think it's close. But getting the wind knocked out of you, Eddie and I were discussing this off the air. I want to see what you think about this. Have you had the wind knocked out sure. of you, right? Of course. There's a panic that you're yes. not going to breathe. Right. Again. And I think that part is very scary with the Freaks wind. Freaks people out. Now, what happens when the wind gets knocked out of you? I don't know. I guess your your lungs get compressed. I don't know. Or you get hit in the diaphragm. Is I, that I, what it is? don't know. But you see that in the NFL, though, right, where guys... They don't get up, and you think they're really hurt, and then they're back three plays later. <laughs> like, what exactly. the hell? Like, what just happened? But right. he, I thought he died, and now he's he's running a 4-4 again. See, I think that is when the ball is on, lands on your diaphragm, and you get driven into the ground. Or a helmet or sure. a shoulder pad into the ball, into yep. your sternum. Right, right, right. But you're it's right. Tough. You're right. Those guys, like, is the, you know, did he break his neck? Is he ever going to play the game again? And then two plays later, he's running an 80-yard bomb. And running it well yeah. and fast. Yeah. Because when you recover from that, then I think you feel like that was and also, nothing. The, and the difference, too, is that takes a shot. And people are like, oh, you're all right. The thing with the testicles is, I mean, it can be a flick. Yes. And you're in pain for 10 minutes. And you just, uh, literally, when I took that ground ball to that section a couple months ago with my son, you know, when I was doing, like, batting practice well, with him. It was a baseball. 
That was a baseball. And yes, at first I'm like, oh, thank God I'm okay. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, not only am I not okay, it was literally two days I didn't feel right. Yeah. Where I was close. I think I remember telling you I was close to going to the hospital. Yes. I don't know if I was bleeding. I don't know what was going on. Oh. Right. And it's like not like we haven't heard these stories. Hell, we do these stories on the podcast all the time. Right. So it's freaky. Like that's that's rough too. It hurts like hell. I remember one of the most painful hitting the ball situations I had was when I was younger. We were playing wiffle ball, and I was playing catcher, and this kid pitching threw a a, a slow curveball with the wiffle ball, slow, right. and it hit me in the balls. It was going so slow. Yeah, it and, hurts. Oh, it doesn't matter. It hurts. Right up. Yeah. Should have wore a cup. hundred percent. Is that you learned to wear cups? I did learn to wear cups because yeah. even in a slow curveball, wiffle ball, it hurt. Which is another reason that I don't understand how professional athletes don't wear them. Yeah. You got hands flying everywhere. Body parts flying all over the place. It's not even like it's, you know, in, there's no intent. It's not intent. And you out there just flapping around? Are you out of your mind? Makes no sense when Boomer's told us that. And I mean, think Bart about Scott's too. told us that. And Tiki Barber's told us you're that. You're running no the ball. Cups. Or even you're making the tackle. It's body contact. Some, at some point. I don't know. I th- if I'm a coach, I'd be wearing it on the yes, sidelines. Yes, right. I'd be like, I don't, what if this guy comes flying Jesus. off the sidelines and hits me? Pretty crazy. Jerry, which of the... Fighting Charmed st- ones are my favorite. Alyssa Milano. Which of those fighting styles... Would you say would win out? Jiu-jitsu, karate, what are some others? I don't know. Boxing? Well, boxing we know is not going to win. You right. can't kick. Right. But I wonder that, like, if I was going to... I would say gonna, jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Because that's more like hand-to-hand. And takedowns and submissions. Yeah. In MMA fighting, they I know it says mixed martial arts, so right. I would assume it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. So there are guys punching, that are... kicking, submitting, everything. Yeah, there's guys that are trained in jiu-jitsu. There are guys that are trained in karate. Right. Judo. Where are you going with this? I'm just curious which one you think... Are like, you if, going to sign up for No, no, I'm not going to, You're but going to. if I was going to, which would I... Which would be the MMA the, training's good. Which They're all, the, all over the place. Which would be the best if I... If, uh, like when Gio sent that story yesterday afternoon about this a woman. What's I didn't get this story. Uh, but I, uh, I guess he only sent it to me and a boomer. Uh, a woman came out of the subway here, right here, right yep. where we work at six a.m. and a uh, six a.m. six a.m. and a homeless man uh, beat her up, knocked her teeth out. You're kidding me. Which form God. of training could I beat up? Well, a, a homeless guy the, like that, any of them. Any of them, right? Any of them. You just need to be an expert in one of them, and you'll be fine. Damn, man. But the takedown is the important the thing, like you're huge. saying. Because to he be did. able to take someone to the ground and get them in a position where they are done. You put them in a chokehold. I mean, you have all the power. Absolutely. 100%. I would love to do that. And smash face in the, in the yes. pavement. What confidence oh. that must be to be walking around anywhere. I know, yeah. And I know... Criminals can have guns and knives and sure. things, but the ability at to least you feel that, like you still have a chance, though, right? Because you could disarm them. Absolutely, no doubt. I was watching one of these ID channel shows where no, you, you're this, kidding. This woman what did uh, die, but for a long time she fought this guy off and disarmed him a couple times, as he said in his when when they finally caught him. The Maybe. disarming. Unreal. I don't know why I'm thinking about uh, self-defense, Jerry. By the way, your Dukes are 13-2. and two. Did you know that? 
Uh, which Dukes? Duquesne. Oh, Duquesne Dukes. You wear that shirt. Uh, I I had one. I don't know where it is. Oh yeah, no, you're right. I do They're have the one. Thirteen and two. I didn't know that. Basketball. No, Al lacrosse. I'm talking about. Oh. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, basketball. We're watching Inside College Basketball on CBS Sports Network. Okay. It's Pete Gillen. So you say? I'm telling you that's who it is. Pete I did a game. Gillen. I did the uh, Boomer and Carton um, basketball game at St. John's. I think Moose and the, Maggie the benefit ha- game had him on yesterday. Oh, they might have. Why? Talk college basketball. Again, between the hours of 10 a.m. and 6 a.m., it's a real sports station. Oh, we do sports talk Yeah, here? Yeah. Hmm. So I was thinking of self-defense, obviously, with this. Yeah. So I had another question for you. Okay. Which item... You know, we I you do you have a you bring a bag into work when you come into work? I do. You have like some sort of man satchel. It's a backpack. Mess, you have a backpack. <laughs> I have a what they would call a messenger bag. Right, a part. You have a pocketbook. Well, <laughs> call it what you want. It's a pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> it's a messenger bag here in New York or a pocketbook. What item for self defense do you think is the best one to have? A stun gun or a uh, what's that thing? A ta- uh, the taser. Oh, I think that'd be awesome. Which one? You want the one that you can shoot? And then it mm. sticks on the guy, or the one where you have to be close to the guy. And you probably the first one. Probably but once, the, but the once, gun. but once you, once you, I think the taser is the one that you shoot, and it shoots out. Is that true? I thought the yeah. taser was the one you got to stick it on a guy. Mm. I'm not sure. I that think, one seems fun. Okay, yeah, that one. That one seems fun. For a long time, I had one. I know you did until you found out they were illegal. Yeah, until I found out they were illegal, and it could be like considered yeah. like a deadly, not a deadly weapon, but they could hurt someone. Yeah, and like if you got pulled over, like I always think about getting pulled over by the cops for speeding or right. for whatever reason, and they say, as they're allowed to say, what's in your bag? Or is there anything in this bag mm-hmm. that I should be concerned about? Yeah. Especially if they pull you over at 3 o'clock in the morning. Sure. And if I were to say, oh, there's a stun gun in there, I thought, mm, I probably shouldn't carry it anymore. I guess. But what about, is a man allowed to carry pepper spray, or does that look womanly? I don't think anyone needs to know. No one needs to know, right? I don't think you need to put it on a necklace and have it around your uh, around your neck where right, people but can if, see it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. With a man in carrying your bag, a pepper what's wrong spray? With that? I think it's fine, that. especially if in the hours where when we don't, me and you don't walk around anymore. No, we we park very close. So but I think don't we think still about attacking. Parking us. four, five, six, seven, or in Eddie's case, forty-four blocks away. Right, and you've got to walk to work at three thirty in the morning for whatever time it is. I think if you had a can of pepper spray in your in your uh, your man bag, yeah, and you it was there. And then if you saw someone 20 feet behind you that was kind of freaking you out a little bit, I'd grab it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, what else seemed interesting, and I just became, became aware of these, collapsible police baton. What is wrong with you? <laughs> is this honestly how you spend your time? Yes. Looking, <laughs> looking for self-defense mechanisms? Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Collapsible police baton. You can fit it in a bag, and you... Do it like uh I understand it extends, understand. I get it. It extends. Right. And it's uh metallic, it's very heavy, and <laughs> you could beat somebody up with it if they got close. But all of these you better make sure they don't get it, their hands on it. Right, right. That's the problem. The pepper spray, one spray and you're good. One spray and you're good, although they say if uh if if it, the wind blows it back in your face, that you're screwed. Suck. Yeah. But you're right. But all these are you do have to get close to the guy. Of course you do. To pepper spray him properly, yeah. to police baton him, or to stun gun him. Listen, regardless of whether they're close or not, you're still going to be crapping in your pants. Yeah. So you might as well be equipped. 
to handle it. What about brass knuckles? Those used to oh, be a Jesus thing. Jesus Christ, Al. You ever see brass knuckles? Yes. You're not buying brass knuckles. Stop. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And they always always also told you this, that you should uh, that you could make a fist and hold your keys in your fist. Yes, I, I've done that. And have your keys stick out. That. You have. I have done that. There were a couple of You think nights, that would work? I do. There were a couple of nights leaving Columbia at 10 p.m. where my car was parked by the park down the block where I didn't use the parking lot because I just saw a spot and I grabbed it. And there are a couple of people that looked a little shady to me. That's yeah. exactly what I did every single time. Put the keys between your fingers and you're just ready to go in case they come up behind you. Yeah. So, yes, that works. I would think mm. that works. How could it not? Yeah. You're putting metal between your fingers. I need more self-defense type of items. I might just load How my... How about this? Stay home. Well, I have to come to work. I might load my whole bag up with pepper spray, police baton, not a stun gun because that's a wep- That's a weapon that's not legal in New York. I remember I felt so powerful when I when ordered... The stun gun, because I, I ordered it from some guy in Kansas City. Right. And he sent it to New Jersey, which he shouldn't have. Right. And I remember feeling like... And then I would change the batteries out every once in a while. It would take like four 9-volt batteries. I'm sure it would. It was a stun gun. Yeah, and then I would test it in my living room. Rather than testicles. <laughs> every uh, once in a while, I would just shock my testicles, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever to, works for you, Al. Just to see if it works. Oh, my God. But when I did talk to the guy in Kansas City who sold me the stun gun, he said the best thing to do is to hit somebody in the thigh. Okay. Because then you can run away and they, and they can't. can't. That makes sense. That's smart. Although I would love to get somebody in the neck. Okay. With the stun gun. All right. Bzz. I like the thigh. I like that idea. Let me give you a story I wanted to get you to yesterday, Jerry, but we ran out of time. Okay. I'll give you the headline. This uh, comes from... Uh, Osteen, Florida. Okay. By the way, I see K-Rock in L.A. now does a, a segment in the, on their morning show yesterday in Florida. Oh, no, Jerry. Yeah. Go ahead. Florida woman was arrested uh, Saturday, this past Saturday, for allegedly tossing a bucket of human waste oh, God. in the face of her landlord. I hate I don't like these stories. A, I really don't like these stories. This, by the way, is a 59-year-old woman. What difference does it make? What, she, she going to get wiser with age? She had a confrontation in the mobile home she rents from a 65-year-old woman. So a 59-year-old and a 65-year-old. Throwing. No, no. The victim told the sheriff she had previously arranged with uh, this woman to check on broken items in the, in the uh, mobile home. She got no response when she knocked. She opened the trailer door and was met with a full bucket of human feces being thrown into her face. Uh, there were two witnesses confirmed this. When the police first encountered this landlord, Jerry, she was, quote, completely covered in feces. Okay. That, that was uh, dripping wet. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not interested in this. I really, my stomach is turning right now. Hmm. She is, uh, now. He's going to keep going. Hold on, because listen to this. Think of this bull crap, Jerry. The woman who threw the feces yeah. told police, Throwing the bucket of feces was a mistake. I meant to throw a bucket of water. I got the two buckets confused. What does she have two buckets for? Does she not have a bathroom in the in the mobile home? Right. Why is she even using a bucket oh, of feces? I, see, I don't know. Have you ever lived in a mobile home? I've not. In Florida? But, you, I, <laughs> but they've got to have bathrooms. Maybe there are mobile homes that have no... That's what you dump into. Like, I don't know. Mm. 
Oh, God, dude. Well, uh, the woman was booked into the county jail and released from custody on her own recognizance, whatever that means. I never knew what that means. It means on her own standing. She's... They're trusting you not to be an a-hole, essentially. We're trusting a woman who threw a bucket of feces at another woman's had, face. She probably had no record. Right. And it's her word against theirs. She's claiming it was a mistake. She's been arrested, and they're yeah. going to look into it, but they're not going to hold her. you got to think about it, too. You know, these cells, they hold you. You're taking up space. They probably got to feed you something. Right. So you're costing the city money. Taxpayers. Right. You're better off, unless they're really a threat to society, Go back in your hole, and we'll we'll check this out. And you're probably going to be in court soon, and you might end up in jail. But right now, just go home and don't be a jackass. Now I know today in my building where I live, they're coming around to uh, everyone's every like twice a year or something. They come in and look in in the apartments to make sure you don't have. Yeah, they light. didn't do it last time though, right? No, because I have a camera in my place, I, and I also have a bucket of feces I'm going to throw if anyone enters. <laughs> I mean, just disgusting. <laughs> just absolutely disgusting. I love the idea of an apartment building because I didn't think they could do this. I'm Allowing glad they can. To throw feces. No, no, no. Just to be able to be like, you know what? We're going to go into each of these apartments to make sure there's no shenanigans going sure. on. Sure. Like, what if I had monkeys living in my monkey. place? You just they should know say about it's that. A support monkey, and they can't ask you about it. <laughs> do not ask me about this monkey. And my mental state. And my mental state. Otherwise, I'll sue you. My monkeys will throw feces. When you enter my apartment. That at least makes more sense. <laughs> right. Because it's a monkey and that's what they dumb do. dumb animals. Yeah. Aye, aye. But I, so, I, and I can't imagine like even nicer buildings. And I like to think I live in a nicer building. Yeah. Because I'm a celebrity. Um, even in nicer buildings, Jerry, you don't know what's behind closed doors. No. So in these, any building you don't know. So these people that are going into these apartments, they don't know what they're walking into. No, they don't. No clue. There could be dogs when you're not supposed to have dogs. Yep. There could be scary cats. There could be meth on the uh, on the coffee table. Could be meth on the coffee table. There could be a, legitimately could be a dead body in one of the rooms. Right. They could walk in and smell the most foul thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to talk to one of these men who's going through these homes. I, I get women. the sense you'd like to be an inspector. Oh, I would love to be I, an inspector. <laughs> Even though you don't know what you're walking into. Right. Like a home inspector, you mean? Like, like a, no, I would like to be a home inspector for, for like mortgages, one, so for mortgages and things. Yeah, you should start on that. Oh, because I'd be such a you know why you, you know why that'd be good for you too because of your hours. You could actually start that part time now. Yeah, and just schedule one or two a week. Right, where you go, you meet at noon at one o'clock. You do your three or oh God, you take seven hours to go through our house. Yeah, I'd be like, look at this foundation, probably cracked. You'd be good at that, though. Yeah. You'd be such a pain in the ass. This dishwasher is going to go in a couple of years. Just keep that in mind. Remember, our, for the house we bought, our home inspector basically gave us a report that told us the house was going to collapse. <laughs> See, those those aye, uh, aye, aye. those then, reports make me not want to buy right, anything. Well, that's why I gave it to my contractor. I'm like, should I back out of this? He's, he's looking. He goes, this guy's a jackass. He goes, these, these are common things with any house. He goes, they need to highlight everything. He goes, we'll take care of it. And it was. It was not not a big deal. Right. But God, he. I mean, you might as well put like warning signs all over the house. So you'd be perfect for it. Yeah, I really feel like I. When would was be this perfect. built? Five years ago. Yeah, this is a problem. This is going to be a problem. Anything, not, anything over a year, we have issues. Yeah, because uh, back, uh, you know, they. Uh, it's not the same materials as they used to use back in the old days when they built quality houses. <laughs> I got to get out of here. All right, Jerry. Warm up show is next to you. <laughs> 
It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. All right, here we go. It's Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. That means one more day closer to the weekend. Albert Jonathan Dukes, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Jerry, we had a lot of, uh, well, the Giants coach, uh, he gets introduced today, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yes, yes. Uh, yes his yes, name yes. is uh, Joe Judge. Judge. And I think Here he's, comes the Judge. I think he's going to be on with Joe and Evan. We'll have the press conference for you. We'll have Joe Judge on. How about Why that? Why would you have clipped that? <laughs> that is a weird one. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I heard that when I went in the room before. I heard yeah. Joe. I heard the clip of Joe saying that. So I thought, oh, well, I can con- confidently say Joe Judge will you know what be you're on. You're doing. You are promoting another show. Promoting within the radio station, yes, you Jerry. Are. But yesterday, Mike McCarthy met the media in Dallas. I know. I have a lot of good sound coming up. With Jerry Jones. And Stephen Jones. And Stephen Jones. Who laughed very awkwardly through it. I did love one quote I did see, Jerry, and perhaps you'll have sound of I it later on. I don't have it in the system, but I will have I'm it I'm saying you. perhaps later on as a tease, how a many, radio How many tease. clips do you think that I oh, marked? I bet you 50 marked. 50-minute press conference. I bet you marked 25 clips. 32. Yeah, these guys are awesome when they're talking. I'll be lucky if I get the... A quarter of them. Like Matt Rule talked yesterday, nothing exciting. Chris Lepresti said he won the press conference. He won the press conference. Oh. Well, guess what? You're in Carolina. No one even knows or cares. Right. But they care about Dallas. So what did you like? We do care about Dallas. So Jerry Jones was just talking about how you know when you know when you meet someone. When the bells were ringing. Whether you have a connection. And I believe he told the story about his daughter. Correct. Uh, No. Was it his daughter? I thought it was his daughter. No, it wasn't his daughter. Jerry Jones' daughter who went and talked to her dad about getting a divorce. That would be him. Oh, he was getting a divorce? You just said he talked to his daughter, who went and talked to her dad about getting a no, divorce. No, yeah, that went to talk him. to him, yeah. Right. And, and uh, you know, he was saying, uh, maybe you shouldn't get a divorce. And she says, you know what, I just don't I just don't hear bells anymore. Right. And he said he did hear the bells. With Mike McCarthy. Knocking bells. Mike McCarthy got choked up before he barely even started speaking. Really? This was interesting. I'm trying to figure out, like, as the press conference went on, he was really good. But he was nervous as hell to start. And I was surprised. I don't think I've ever seen it before. Like, Mike McCarthy, his first couple of quotes, and we'll play them. He was having trouble getting them out. Really? Yes. So we'll play them coming up at 630. And that guy won a Super Bowl. He did. And he coached Brett Favre. And he coached Aaron Rodgers. And he coached in Green Bay. But I guess after, when you take a year off... You get nervous when you go to talk. Yeah, well, I suppose it's been a while since he's been in a room like that. He also told a very good story about one of the reporters asked him, you know, Landry's been here, the history of the Cowboys. You know, does it hit you that you're the coach here? And he's like, I'll tell you a story about when I, you know, was named the head coach of the Packers. You walk in, and it's Lombardi and Curly Lambeau. And he goes, after a couple of trips in, I asked security, can I have the back entrance? Can't look at this anymore. <laughs> so he was he was good, but boy, it got off to a, a weird start. I think he should bring back the Landry look. Go with the full suit. I don't think he's going to do that. Uh, that hat. Don't think he's going to fedora. Do that. Is that a fedora, a fedora. Jerry? That uh, yes. Landry wore. Yes, I'd bring back the fedora. That's old school. About coaching. just wear the suit. Is there any coach that wears a suit now? There's no. not right. Not one. Someone should do that. What Dan, about is Dan Reeves the last one to do that? I'm going to say yes, but he even him, be. I think his last few years, I think he got, he got lazy and it. put on like a track Jack suit. Jack Del Rio, maybe, did? I don't Mike remember. Nol- Jack. Mike Nolan? Nolan did, yes. And he's part of the, I believe he'll be part of that staff. Um, Boy, hmm. that would set a tone for if the if uh, Joe Judge showed up just in a, suit in a suit and a fedora. 
on game day. Yeah, that would send a message. Or he could show up like Ben McAdoo with clothes that didn't fit him. That's true. Remember that? <laughs> we now also have two coaches in New York, yeah, uh, Gase and Joe Judge, who love to wear a baseball cap pulled down low. Oh, is this true? That's this right. This is what the judge does? This is what judge does as well. You think he'll have the baseball cap on today? Probably yes. not. I no, won't. That isn't, oh. He'll be in a suit. And a fedora, hopefully. He, maybe a crossed. fedora, but not a baseball cap. Okay. So you're going to say suit, no cap. I'll say suit. The wife will be there. I don't know if they have children's. Did Bill Belichick ever wear a suit on the sideline when he was with Cleveland? No. Or was he always dressed down? No, he was always dressed down. Always dressed down? He was always dressed like the stuff you would find in the Sears catalog with the NFL logos. Yes. Like, but the Cleveland Browns version. When you see him in that hoodie, yeah, and he pulls the hoodie over his head, do you like me see the Emperor from Star Wars? Yes, it's amazing. It is amazing, it? and that's uh, when I see the hood pulled up. That's a guy who's locked in. Oh, he's locked in. Like he's totally. Palpatine, by the way, just what em- Emperor Palpatine? Huh? Nobody cares. Emperor Palpatine. He was the Emperor. That's all that people need to know. The Emperor's new clothes. That was a different thing. In Emperor's new clothes, he was nude, right? Who was nude? The Emperor in the in the. I'm sure Eddie would know. The Emperor's yes, new right. new clothes, and he none thought, of his uh, sycophants had the balls to tell him. He thought he was wearing clothing, but he was nude. Well, he was duped. Like this guy came in, this you know charlatan and said, "Oh, oh we're talking these... about Bill Belichick or the no. character from no. Star Wars." Different. Neither. This is the historical Emperor's new clothes. Emperor's new clothes, which you read in grammar school. Correct. And he was nude. But like Eddie said, his sycophants couldn't tell him he was nude, so he walked around nude. You walk they... around your house nude? nude? No, never. Your wife's out, or she's at a convention. You don't walk around the house nude. No, I walk the from the, at you. from like where I before I get in the shower to the shower. And Have then... you ever been nude and the dogs are looking at you and you're, you're like, wondering what the dogs are thinking? They're thinking, why are you nude? <laughs> They've been, yeah. They they will nose sometimes into the bathroom and in the shower, but I don't know what the hell's going through you, their walnut brain. You should look right at them and go, "You're nude all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> get over it." <laughs> right. Let me be nude every now and then. <laughs> so you've never done like snow angels on the bed when your wife's away. With nothing on. <laughs> no. No. I'll try it. I don't know that I believe you. It's invigorating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> Jerry, there's an interesting story about Kyle Rudolph's uh, yeah, wild card gloves. Okay. So they, they win the wild card game. Uh, a member of the media approaches Kyle Rudolph and says, may I have your gloves for charity? And Kyle, Seems like a nice thing. Kyle Rudolph says, not only may you have my gloves, I'll sign them okay. for you. Now, is this? do we know who this member of the media was? We don't. How do we not know? Well, it hasn't been uncovered yet. Okay. I'm sure we will get to the bottom of it because it's a very big story. Jerry. Right. So shortly thereafter, the gloves are for, eBay? <laughs> for sale on kidding. eBay. No. You're kidding me. The gloves are for sale on eBay. Oh, boy. A man named Jason King who lives in Woodbury Heights, New Jersey, mm-hmm. purchases the gloves on eBay. Jerry, he belongs to a Facebook group called, get this, Minnesota Vikings Game Used Issued Memorabilia Group. But then upon purchasing the gloves on eBay, he sees the story that Kyle Rudolph gave these gloves for charity. Right. So this man, even though he purchased the gloves, reaches out to Kyle Rudolph and says, I bought the gloves. You may have them for charity. That's very cool. To which Kyle Rudolph says, thank you. I'm going to send you gloves from this week. See that? You do a nice thing. You pay it forward. You get something back. And Kyle Rudolph said this was a guy that he doesn't see in the locker room weekly. So he's Why not a, would he give it to him then? I guess. 
Like, I, if if you are, if you're Saquon Barkley, yeah. and Paul Schwartz does Schwartz, that, right? You've seen him every day for the last two years, right? You would at least you trust him a little bit. If you see some Yahoo and just with, with a credential. Would you just hand him that stuff? I guess, listen, you won the game. You're all excited. Yeah, Everyone's pumped up. I don't buy it. There's more to it than that. Gives the gloves. Mm-mm. I know I know he was happy. He had the game-winning touchdown, all yes. that. I just, I don't buy it. There's something And you know how they verified the gloves? There. there was a string hanging off of the one finger. That you could see on TV? That you could see when he spiked the ball and blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Have you ever donated anything to charity? And been duped? No. I've never been duped. Okay. Well, I mean, you might have been in life, but not in that case. Oh, I've been duped in life, but right. not uh, in a charity case involving uh, memorabilia. By the way, if you want to get a good look into Al's past, yeah. this is a, just you promo. You promoted Joe and Evan. Yes. Allow me to promote the podcast for a second. Okay. Yesterday's edition of the podcast, we went deep into Al's past. I learned some stuff. You, you did? You might, too. Yeah, make sure you download it. Okay. Pretty good. Check that good out. Stuff. Did you see that there was a press conference with uh, uh, Matt Rule, uh, Howie Roseman, and the Eagles? Yeah. Oh, and this is with Doug Peterson acting all weird in the yeah, background. Did you see that? Yeah. So uh, Howie Roseman's talking to the is it Roseman or Roseman? Roseman. Jay? Roseman. Uh, talking to the media, I guess the uh, end of calls him Roseman. I don't know. You know, the people have weird things. No, no, they, not with this Roseman. Roseman. <laughs> In what way would R-O-S-E-M-A-N be Roseman? I don't know. I know you had trouble with J. Cole's role models with models, but I'm just... I'm Howie Roseman. <laughs> Here's Howie Roast with the call on WCBS 880. We have to take a quick break. When right. we come back... I'll finish this Al Dukas story. will finish up, and we'll Have take Howie you to 6 o'clock with Rose. Boomer and Geo on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. God, approaching 6 o'clock, Boomer and Geo time then. Um, we've got the press conference today. Joe, I still can't believe I'm saying it. And good for him. Joe Judge, the new head coach of the Giants, 2 p.m. We'll have the, the press fan. conference for you. Thanks. We'll have Joe Judge on. That's with Joe and Evan later today, yes. The Knicks did lose last night. What else? He sounds very excited about having he Joe Judge be. on. Yeah. So, Jerry, I was uh, prior to the break, I was talking about Howie Roseman. <laughs> yes, Al. The Eagles uh, fella. What is he, head of the Eagles, Jerry? Hey, gee, have you ever heard anybody refer to Howie Roseman as Howie Roseman? No. Oh, well, well, you have this morning. Okay. Anyway, go ahead, quickly. I thought that was the Philadelphia accent. Time. Oh. So, Doug Peterson was in the background. He was on the stage. Swaying back and forth. Swaying back and forth and and rolling the the opening of his water bottle over his <laughs> lips. Like, in a very sensual manner. <laughs> but with a dead stare. Right. So it was very creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. Like he looked zoned like he was zoned out mm-hmm. in another world just running his world. his Poland Spring bottle over his lips. <laughs> and then someone in the media must have caught his eye. Right. Cuz he did he act stopped. like he was going to s- squirt them with water. Right. And then went back to the to the lips. I guess when you're the Eagles coach, then the only Eagles coach that's won a Super Bowl, you can do weird creepy things and get away with it. Right. It was very creepy. Yeah. And I don't think he knew that the guy was... It's Box Office Blitz Thursday on The Fan. (laughs) 